This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Adam or Peter, good afternoon, morning, or evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 35. I am your co-host, my name, and joining me as always is my co-host, his name. Someone responds. <laughs> Hi, your name. <laughs> That's a great template we have here, his name. <laughs> I think it really flows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, what, what's really funny, and this is episode 35, but on, on the uh, slim chance that this is your first episode tuning in, my name is Peter Nicolaitis, and with me is my co-host, Adam Bell. Hello. Hi. So, here's what's funny. I have dealt with people on the phone who sounded just like that, and were they given this script, would have read this script verbatim. Yeah, do the Ron Burgundy. I even had a guy last year, I was interviewing, uh, I sent out a, uh, a job request on Upwork, or maybe it was still Elance at that point, I don't remember, for uh, somebody to make cold calls uh -huh. for us. You you remember you were doing Oh, yeah, something. yeah. I think, it was for the, I think it was for the Dead Duck or the Splat Duck campaign, <laughs> yeah. as you referred to it. <laughs> and uh, I sent out a, a request, and these were for people who supposedly had you know, had experience doing cold calls. Mm -hmm. And so my interview, as it was, was for them to call this phone number. I set up a special voicemail mm -hmm. and said, call and read this script. And one of the guys did call. And <laughs> instead of saying your, you know, instead of saying his name, it was, hello, this is your name from blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm really hiring you for this job. <laughs> yeah, you're the and, one. <laughs> you know what was really sad was this was not a guy from Bangladesh or Sri Lanka. No, he was from like the southern part of the United States. <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> really wanted to give the job to an American, but no, that ain't happening, dude. <laughs> well, didn't you also get an inebriated uh, telemarketer interview with you? Was that you, or was that somebody else? So. Okay, yeah. they called it, and they were clearly inebriated. No, no. Although I did have a woman show up at my uh, place of work one time. This was like 10 years ago. woman showed up looking for a, a job, and um, you know she knew that we she, – she walked in. I don't remember. We had jobs posted at the time. I don't. We didn't have like a sign that said help wanted or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But but she walked in off the street and someone said that, you know, she, my receptionist said she was here, you know, about uh, job opening. I was like, oh, well, OK, yeah, I've got a little time. Sure. Sweet. And she comes in and sits down and says, so what do you folks do here? <laughs> and I said, uh-huh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the business of firing people. Yeah, exactly. Lucky for you. <laughs> Today is a special day. Oh, uh, man. So, so here's the, uh, the the main topic for me today mm -hmm. is um, uh, I came back 
to uh, Boston last night. I was up in uh, New Hampshire uh, for a few days. Came back as I generally do on Thursday for my uh, Thursday night uh, Krav Maga class. Mm -hmm. The advanced classes now are Thursday night and Saturday mornings. Okay. So those are the ones. Conveniently, it works pretty well with my schedule. Mm -hmm. And we were working on a uh, technique. And uh, the the instructor said, do any bear hug defense. And so when you practice this, as you'll learn, I'm sure, there's bear hugs from behind Mm -hmm. and then bear hugs from the front. Now, generally, for a bear hug from the front to be effective, it has to be preceded with a charge. You don't just yeah. like walk up to someone, put your arms around them, and pick them up, right? You can do Dude, that. Dude, yeah, <laughs> buddy. So, so generally, you charge uh-huh. at, at the person, and the defense is, you know, if you're on the receiving end, you have to brace yourself, so you sink yourself down a little bit, get into a stable stance, and you push your palms. You catch them. You catch the attacker at the hips with uh-huh. your palms. So you basically stop their their momentum mm-hmm. while you base out. So you move your you know your legs back so that they can't like go for your legs, for mm-hmm. instance. Similarly, if like wrestling, you know, if they go to like shoot for your legs and take your legs out from under you. Right. So I you know was working with with a, a girl who's been there for a while, and you know she was relatively new at these techniques. So I came in charging relatively slowly, you know, uh-huh. very slowly, like step. Step, step, not like <laughs> full speed charge like I do when I'm working with the black belts. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to tackle you, 100 pound yeah. girl. <laughs> pretty much, pretty yeah. much. So I got the, you know, got there, you know, got my hands around her waist. So it's like, okay, it's it's too late. The the this this technique is already it's too late. You you the you can't effectively block somebody <laughs> when they have already grabbed you. Yeah. And I was like, well, do you know this technique? And I said, no. And I think the instructor might have been, I don't remember if he was there at that, or I said, well, you know, can you do something? So she put me in a guillotine headlock. Uh-huh. Now, keep in mind, I'm here. I have, like, come into a vulnerable position, and I am stopping where in real life or even in regular practice, I would never stop. Yeah. Right? So I'm effectively, like, you know, giving you my entire body, everything, you know, like I'm bent (laughs) over, like, in front of you saying, okay, what do you want to do? She puts me in a guillotine headlock, (laughs) jumps up in the air, wraps her legs around my waist, and drives my head down into the ground. And and then you punched her? (laughs) I told her that when she did something like that, I wanted to punch her. (laughs) We had a little discussion afterwards about what's appropriate and what's not. Um, and uh, I think I'll send her the bill from my chiropractor today. Yeah. Oh, it was a it was not a it was not a very good night of sleep. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, you know she's got a great attitude, so it was. Uh, I, I understand where it came from, but it's like you know it did remind me of of many years of Aikido training. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you know Aikido, a lot of people look at it, and a lot of um, people who come to Aikido from other martial practices will look at it and say, "That's totally bullshit. Nobody would ever do that. Why it is you know it's not realistic and stuff." I look, well, it is an art. It is a <laughs> Um, you know, it is a system and you do go in with a preconceived understanding, you know, and this is pretty much like in any martial training, 
you know, with very few exceptions, we're not talking like, you know, pit fighting, uh, underground fight club kind of scenarios. <laughs> yeah. You don't just walk in and start wailing on people. Right? <laughs> so, so, you know, there's an agreement as to what is and in, you know, and isn't in bounds. You don't just walk in and, you know, like gouge somebody's eye out and say, well, that was the lesson for tonight. So, <laughs> yeah. It's good to have boundaries. It's yeah. A little bit sometimes. Well, so, I'll, I'll remember your lesson learned if I'm put up against a hundred pound girl and she doesn't respond properly. I'm going to step back. Good man. <laughs> step back. All right. How, how do you want to approach this exercise? And I need to know what you're going, think you're going to do. <laughs> right. And the thing is too, is, you know, people say like, Oh, well, she's only a hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, you know what? It doesn't really matter how big you are. If you, if you've bent over and you've put yourself in a compromising position, <laughs> yeah. you can weigh 230. And if you're lying down on the ground and a hundred pound girl can kick you in the face. Yeah. You're probably still going to come out on the losing end of that agreement. You know? so. I bet if you bent over in the same position and I dropped a 50-pound dog bag of dog food on you, it would take you to the floor. Probably would. You know? <laughs> yeah. That said, if I was like bent over and I said, and I could see the 50-pound bag coming and I was expecting it, I might be able to you know, play yeah. absorb that, roll with it or something. Yeah, yeah go flat, go down. Yeah, something. Go, yes, do something. Absorb it, roll with it, whatever. So, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. So, so let me switch topics a little bit now to something that we don't do a lot these days. We live in a disposable society. You are correct. All right. And, you know, Steve Jobs, I remember back in like when they were releasing iPod after iPod after iPod, I think Mm -hmm. they, what was it? It was in the mid 2000s where they were releasing a new iPod like every, what, uh, three days or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's ridiculous. It was seven. It was seven days. I'm sorry, three, seven. Big difference there. But they were, they were. There was a period where they were like literally within like it was like months. They were just cranking new one out. It's like, oh, now there's this one. Now there's mm-hmm. one with the video display. Now there's this one with the bigger hard drive. Yada yada. Yeah. And uh, I think Jobs was quoted as saying, "Well, we live in a disposable society. You know, we just assume people can buy a new one all. You know, whatever every." Yeah. Every five minutes or so, you just buy yourself a new iPod. And, you know, mm-hmm. nowadays you're expected to get a new phone every two years, mm-hmm. um, whatever. Uh, televisions, apparently, now we're supposed to be cycling those in and out as well. I mean, mine's four years old now. It's positive. It's a dinosaur. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you get rid of that thing, right? Just for the sake of getting rid of it. So one thing that I have never done is taken my shoes to get repaired. I haven't either. <laughs> Until today. Until today, huh? Until today. I have a pair of Echo boots. I think they were the Berliner model. And I bought this pair maybe, could have been up to 10 years ago mm-hmm. at this point. And they were by far the most comfortable pair I had. They're, you know, like kind of dressy boots. So I like, I'll wear them with a suit or, you know, especially, especially in the wintertime. It's nice mm-hmm. to have a little bit of extra protection, you know, splash guard. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're dressy enough, but, you know, I'll wear them to work. And I would also wear them casual. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were pretty much my go-to boots. I was wearing them all the time. I'd wear them like every all, year round the whole mm-hmm. time. And they started to wear, the soles started to wear, and then they started to get a little bit scuffed up. Um, I wore them while I was uh, riding a motorcycle, so they, uh. they got a little, little, little scuffed a little thing. <laughs> 
And um, so I decided to buy another pair. So I bought another newer pair. Mm-hmm. But they changed them a little bit. It wasn't the yes. same. And the fit wasn't quite the same. I think they're the same size. But it was significant enough difference that it's like, no, this is not the same pair of, of shoes. Mm-hmm. Now, I like them, but they're not as as nice as the original. And so I dug out the originals the other day and I said, you know what? These are still perfectly good for casual wear. You know, I'll yeah. just wear them around. I don't care. So they get a little scuffed up. Okay, I can put a little shoe polish, but who cares? Yeah. So um, I had dinner with my neighbor a couple of weeks ago. And uh, as we were walking back, the uh, it was really raining. Mm-hmm. And I was walking up the street, and I'm noticing that my um, I'm 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 feeling like my shoes are starting to feel squishy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? I didn't understand what was happening. It, you know, it's like, okay, now I'm feeling my. It must be that my feet are getting wet. Um, it must be that you know maybe they leaked, and my uh, my orthotic insoles are making you know, like they're acting like sponges and stuff. <laughs> Get home, take off the shoes. Sure enough, they were wet on the inside, and um, but I flipped them over, and the soles on both of them had blown out. Yeah. And the insides, I was interested. It was very interesting to see the insides were like made of like a spongy recording. Uh, uh, recording. Sorry, I just got the big red button notification. <laughs> Sponging material inside, uh-huh. and I noticed that that was really different from the newer pair that I have. Uh-huh. The newer pair have much more solid soles, and the old ones were almost like you know like running shoes kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I looked at him and said, well, I guess that pair of shoes is shot. And then I said, maybe, you know, I live in a city now. We have people who fix shoes. What, mm-hmm. what's so for about half the price of a new pair, I can get these resold. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to give that a shot. Took him to a cobbler today and, you know, he, he stood the price right off the bat. And I was like, all right. And I went in saying, all right, if it's going to be under $100, I will take a chance and get them redone mm-hmm. as opposed to buying a new pair because I know how they're going to fit. And right. I know that they feel good and I like how they, you know, it's a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Plus, they, they've held up really well. Other than the soles, you know, the leather, the upper part, it, it's in great shape. So right. why not? So uh, January 30th, I'll be getting them back. So I'll have an update on how <laughs> shoe repair works. Yeah. So, well, we'll you know, it's really funny that, that you uh, you mentioned that this week because dealing with disposable society, I've decided now that whenever I find a product that I really like, that it's working great for me, Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait for it to wear out and buy another one. I'm going to buy another one within 30 to 60 days because my iPhone case, I got one that I loved. Yep. Or I, I love. And the other one broke. I replaced yep. it. This time around, it broke, and I went to buy another one. They don't make them anymore. They don't make them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'm buying, you know, because it just so happens the particular case that I like is about fifteen dollars it's a it's an inexpensive case mm-hmm. but the way that i work it works for me you know so yep. it's like <laughs> yep so buy it twice i got a coffee maker upstairs i really like i need to buy another one because next time i need it it won't be there <laughs> yep same same thing um i have two yoga mats now actually i at this at the moment i think i have six yoga mats <laughs> <laughs> but I only use two. One one of them is uh, at my desk at the hospital, mm-hmm. and I use that just for my uh, hourly push-up sessions. Mm-hmm. 
seven. Seven. I have seven. One's a Pilates, one of the big thick things. That one okay. I use for like sitting in front of the television. Okay. Uh, another, I have two that I actually use for training. One stays at the at the studio down here in, in Medford and the other I travel with, you know, wherever I go when I'm not there. And then I have four like leftover mats and I use those like, uh, for standing at my desk for oh, instance, yeah. I'll just leave that as a standing mat or, or, you know, like if a guest comes over and like, Hey, you want to go to yoga? Oh, I don't have a mat. That's oh, so, you know, I got a spare for you. So they're just, they're like, they're disposable. They're throwaways. They're on their way out. But I did buy a second one. I bought a um, a Manduka Pro Light mat, and these are not cheap. These are like mm-hmm. you know close to a hundred dollars. Um, not the most expensive ones they have. They they have them that are over a hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> but this one uh, supposedly comes with a limited lifetime warranty. Wow. And so I bought one of these. Uh, I guess I bought them both. It's been over a month now. Bought one. Decided I liked it. Bought another one. And they are both, uh, I bought them, you know, exact same color, same spec, etc. I can't, I don't even remember now which is the first one and which is the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is that they are very slippery at first. Huh. A- after they get worn in, they're really nice and tacky. And I know because one of my teachers let me use her mat, you know, because I, I was asking her what a good mat is to, to use. And, um... She said, well, you know, why don't you try mine? Let me know what, what you think of it. So I was like, great, cool. I was kind of like, oh, my, I'm honored. Oh, my gosh. I used the, the teacher's mat. Maybe something will rub off on me, you know. So, <laughs> so um, I used it, and I was like, wow, this is really good. So she recommended that, and, you know, I bought it. And it was really slippery at first. <laughs> and both of them were. Now, huh. the one that I used more, because one of them, my travel one, I was only using once a week. Mm-hmm. My other one I left at the the regular studio, I was using it two or three times a week, and it seemed to be getting better. Mm-hmm. So I went online, and they recommend, the manufacturer has a page on their website where they recommend you lay your mat out, cover it liberally in sea salt. Sea salt, okay. Sea salt. Leave it for overnight, leave it for 24 hours, brush the sea salt away. Use the mat. Suppose that yeah. breaks it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and, you know, doesn't void the warranty. Un- uh, unlike, however, they say if you use vinegar to clean it, which a lot of people do, they say don't use vinegar. That actually will erode the finish. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So my standard yoga mat cleaning stuff, that that's off the table. Can't use vinegar. <laughs> Whatever. So I tried it. And I went to class. And my palms and feet had never sweat so much in my entire life. <laughs> your boiling point was changed. Apparently, you know, I was like, I know salt retains water, but apparently, salt also, you know, attracts water too. It's like, what the heck? It was slip sliding away. It was like, you know, like you will be jumping back into Chaturanga every single time. There's no debate. So that was an educational experience, to say the least so when i i decided to uh treat the other one and mm-hmm. i made sure to give it an extra thorough scrubbing to get the salt <laughs> off of it beforehand yeah still kind of slippery mm-hmm. but uh i told my teacher i said well you know I, I scrub it down after every class she said well maybe that's the problem right there <laughs> so i was like all right i'll give that a shot i'll just i won't after i'll just give it a few classes and just let it you know accumulate mm-hmm. some 
dust and see what happens. <laughs> and that seems to be working well. So the thing that bothers me, though, is like I look at the mat and it's all nice and glossy and shiny. And as soon as I just like step onto it, I start leaving footprints. And uh-huh. so, you know, I'm like, oh, gross. It's all yeah. dirty. I gotta, I gotta clean this. I can't leave it. But, but I am. Well, you know what vision I got when uh, you said you leave your your mat at the at the yoga studio is the uh, there's that commercial a long time ago where the guy goes in the shower he's got his nice clean towel and another dude walks up and wipes his face wipes his <laughs> armpits and wipes his chest throws it back on the on the rack and then the dude comes out and puts it on his face and he's like <laughs> the commercial's like not as clean as you thought it was <laughs> I'm, I'm envisioning this big sweaty dude on your mat while you're not using it <laughs> Well, that was funny because we had actually had this discussion. There's a um, a woman at the uh, studio. She and her husband train there, and she and I have the exact same mat. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious <laughs> because we both have had experiences where someone else has used our mats. Now, you might think that it was us, each other, yeah, each other's mats, which I'm not saying hasn't happened. In fact, it probably has happened, mm-hmm. but. We have both had the experience where someone has taken our mat and put it in a different location and folded it up wrong (laughs) at the same time. So I'm guessing, like, there must be somebody, a third person, who thinks they have our mat (laughs) or something. Because when you roll up this type of brand mat, they recommend you roll it with the training surface on the outside. Mm-hmm. But most people roll that up on the inside. Mm-hmm. And we were both finding our mat rolled up wrong. So even <laughs> if I had used hers and she had used mine, we both rolled them up, quote unquote, the right way. Yeah. <laughs> so you were like, Matt Elves? That must be it. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out what's going on. Or so. somebody, somebody's messing with you. Yeah. Hey, hey watch, watch. We're going to roll these the wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. just, do, just do Kathleen's and Peter's. That'll that'll really mess them up. Right? <laughs> but it, it was pretty funny, though, because it, bo- it happened to both of us. And um, we think that because of the beginning of the year, you know, they have a lot of new people. And people walk in and don't mm-hmm. notice the signs that, you know, these are not the – the borrow mats, those are, you pass those on the way in. There's, oh, yeah. grab a mat, sit down. Someone says, that's not the mat that you use. Oh, roll it back up the wrong way, put it back yeah. on the mat somewhere else. Yeah. So I don't want to use this happen. crappy one next to the door. These are so much better. Yeah, exactly. This one's shiny and, and it tastes salty too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want to taste salty at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're getting a good workout. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I had a good workout this morning. Uh, it tasted, salty. tasted salty. I couldn't tell where the sweat and my tears. The the line was really blurred. <laughs> well, chemically speaking, I think the composition is pretty similar. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I, and the good thing is, there's so much sweat that they can't see me crying. Right, right. Someone probably has done a study proving that uh, sitting at home crying is probably just as beneficial as CrossFit. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) Well, I was pleased today. I beat the 23-year-old girl who uh, always beats me. Oh, as opposed to the the 23-year-old girl who put me in a uh, guillotine lock? (laughs) Yeah. The one who almost killed you, and I, yeah. you know, I just called all day today, and 
Peter, where are you, man? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, well, it is kind of weird. We need to put something in place. I wouldn't know if something happened to you. That's right. Oh, we've got to do that. You know, like, Adam, <laughs> if you're hearing this message, it means I'm already dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to cancel the message every Friday before the podcast. Yeah, well, it's a it's a, a canary style thing, like a warrant canary or you know mm-hmm. a dead man's switch. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like like Snowden said, you know, if I don't check in every 24 hours, these you know these documents go to the media. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do that. I bet yeah. there's a program. I bet there's an app for that. I'm sure there is. You know, you, you got to push the button. If you don't. Here's my thumbprint. Ding. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, you had on. You wanted to talk about OCD tracking stuff. What is that? Well, speaking of cleaning your mat and stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was wondering about. Um, uh, something a while ago, I've noticed that uh, I I track things, mm-hmm. not like super 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 obsessive, mm-hmm. you know, but I but I'm wondering if this isn't just like a little bit of a compulsion that I have, because <laughs> it's a gateway uh, drug. I have yes, yeah, exactly. gateway compulsion. You start tracking things, and the next thing you know, you're an accountant. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, let me log in to uh, my fitness pal right now here, and let's just take a quick look. Do, 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 do. I'll log into my Fitbit right now, or Fitbit, and see, since since we're comparing. Diary, diary. Okay, I guess it doesn't say on the app. It looks like I have to actually log into the website where it will tell me how many thousands of days in a row I have logged into my fitness. <laughs> yeah, thousands of days yeah. in a row. My fitness pal. Loading. Loading your summary. Of course, the site gets slow when I'm waiting for it. Um, I am on a 1,044-day streak. <laughs> so... I have not missed a day of logging, you know, my food and pretty much everything I eat or, you know, a darn close approximation thereof uh, for 1,044 days. 1,044 divided by 365. That's almost three years. Yep. (laughs) 2.86 years. Yeah, we're we're going there. So um, I've been doing that. And uh, at one point, I was tracking. Uh, let's see, what else do I do? I save all of my grocery receipts because at some point, I was going to go back and do an analysis of the cost of foods. Mm-hmm. And that way, I would have a great database. I could say, like, you know, like, well, here, and if you buy all your stuff at Stop and Shop, you're, you know, spending this much. And if you mm-hmm. buy it all at Whole Foods, what is it? What is a, you know, thing of ripe tomatoes at Whole Foods cost? Well, it costs here, and blah blah blah. And, but then I realized that, yeah, but that's going to be like, you know, four-year-old data by the time I get around to it. <laughs> Who knows how much <laughs> tomatoes are going to cost in 2022? <laughs> so that might not be uh, all that practical. But uh, I save receipts. And for a while, I tracked vehicle mileage. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wanted to know. And so I was, just, every time I'd fill up the tank, I would track how many gallons of gas I, you know, put in the tank and how many miles I had used. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that it wasn't all changing all that much. And I bought a car that had a gas 
calculator and a mileage calculator oh, yeah. built in. So I kind of lost interest in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then I remembered like back when I was in high school uh, and college, I was always tracking the top ten songs on the top forty charts every week. <laughs> And so I'm trying to think, like, you know, like I do these things every now and then. It's not the end of the world if I miss it. I mean, right now, if I, like, missed a day of tracking my stuff in my fitness pal, I mm-hmm. would probably be a little bit bummed because, you know, 1,044 days, that, that, that takes that's some a, effort. That's a good good record. Yeah. And and there's something that I actually do go. I do look back at the log and I run the reports. Mm-hmm. How's what's my weight been doing? How does that compare to my caloric intake? How's it compare to my, um, you know, my exercise and stuff? So I do like having that information. But um, you know, do I care what my gas mileage was five years ago in my Subaru? Not so much. <laughs> and you know, do I remember, you know, like even what top forty music sounded like <laughs> back back you know, however many years ago? No, not really. Uh huh. All so, right. So this yeah. le- this leads me to a uh, conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that the database of Fitbit and your your dashboard or whatever is being sold to the insurance companies so they know who's going to be living poorly. Oh, I'm sure that that's happening. I mean, you know, we've we've had insurance <laughs> companies that were looking people up. I I know somebody who worked in uh, insurance uh, fraud investigations, mm-hmm. and they look people up on Facebook all the time. So <laughs> I'm sure that that kind of information is being sold to to them, and you know, and and I'm also sure that I'm doing a, a lot better than like at least 80 oh, yeah. percent of the rest of the population. So <laughs> I want my freaking lower premiums. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a. I'm reading a book right now. Uh, it's fiction. It's fiction, but uh, they they have they say that the the com- the supercomputer you know is is out there. It's just it's all endpoints now. There is no supercomputer. They they they've hacked into it with antivirus software. They've got kernels in it that the antivirus software doesn't even know that's happening. So they've got it in every single device and all the cameras and all the facial recognition and all that. So. There's no privacy anymore. It, yeah, it, that's true. Of course, that's fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Except, except there isn't. I mean, privacy <laughs> yeah. is dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, the best thing to do is to hide out in front of everybody. <laughs> Just yeah, live like everybody else. Sight. Exactly. Just blend in. Camouflage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Camouflage is not dead. Yep. So, <sighs> do you want to hear? You want to hear my log me in story today? Let's hear it. Now we've touched on log me in before. Yeah. Well, and how they were the, like the kings of the uh, exponential price increase. Yes. Yes. And and uh, I didn't lose my cool, but I wasn't cool with. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't cool with the sales guy. I could have been nicer and probably probably should have been. I mean, I didn't get rude, but I was probably rude. Uh, you know, they, I've known that they've jacked their price way up. So I've been paying close to 3600 a little over 3000 for a 1000 nodes. And he called me up and he told me, you know, we need to talk. I don't want to talk. Just tell me the bill. 
we need to talk. I don't want to talk. Just tell me the bill. So I finally called and I said, I want to speak to somebody and I don't want to speak to my sales rep. I want to speak to anybody but my sales rep. (laughs) And he called me back (laughs) and he says, he says, you know, we're, we're going to go up on the price. He says, you're paying like $280 a month now. It's going to be closer to 900. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Per month? Per month. Per month. And I said... And, and that that just ticked me off, you know. And I, I said, well, no, it's not, because I'm going to use somebody else. I said, uh, Team Viewers cheaper. My current RMM tool or my you know Logic Now has the take control, which is cheaper than that. Because I did the math last year. They didn't raise my price last year, and the they were really close in price last year. Just to go just go with Logic Now with their tool. But it's like, you know, I don't want to change. You know, it's like $80 difference. I'm like, I'll just stick with log me in. I knew it was coming, so I don't know why I got mad about it. So, so, but I said, yeah, no. But, but, say that again now. $80 to $900. Yeah, yeah. Per the, month. Per, yeah, $900 per month increase. And... Per, <laughs> so, so, so uh, a oh, I'm so, 10 times. Yeah. So, but it, so like one day you're going down to the donut shop where donuts used to be like right down the street from me, there's a donut shop. They used to be a dollar 20. And then you walk in the next week, they're a dollar 50. Okay. Yeah. Sure. They're yeah. a little more expensive than the Dunkin' Donuts, but some people argue they're worth it. Yeah. Fine. I'm with you on that. But if I walk in and I see that the donuts are 10 bucks a piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they better be gold-plated donuts or something. For yeah, that. yeah. Uh, but I, but the guy asked me. He said, "So, so, well, what were you thinking on price? Tell me what. Tell me what'd be worth to you." And there was just silence because I was thinking. I was trying to think of the the best answer that I could give that wasn't going to be, you know, a very bad thing to come out of my mouth. And I said, "You know what? No." I'm not, you give me your best price. <laughs> I'm not, mm-hmm. right now, it do, it's not worth much to me at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's worth $281 a month to me right now. <laughs> Let me put it this way, not $900 a month. <laughs> yeah. So, I've already, I've already shared with the guys, I'm like, we're, we're not using LogMeIn next month because they've gone up to $900. <laughs> They're like, oh, bummer. I'm like, yeah, all bummer. Or, you know, and, of course, the guy, the guys care a little bit, but they don't care enough to, like, to pony up to share in that financial burden. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But who does? I mean, really. See, for, 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 for that much, I can afford to start sending texts back out on the road again and driving around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just drive around. Well, and what was funny was he had been, he'd been coached to try to well how do you do business look look you're not my business advisor it doesn't matter how i do business you're not going to get me to justify <laughs> the price increase do you do monthly are you a managed service he's trying to talk me into how i could justify it I'm like no dude <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> yeah well he's got you negotiating for him you know like how much would you be able to raise your price you know like no, yeah i would say the but what i'm paying you now seems perfectly fine perfect so. and you don't have to do anything with me i never yeah. call you yep 
You know, that that's an interesting thing, though, because there's a lot of stuff out there um, that is really, really, really cheap. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you know, people get tremendous value for some things that they just do not want to pay for. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a lot of organizations that are paying substantial amounts of money for email, for example. Mm-hmm. But you can also get Gmail for free. Yeah. Right. So it sort of devalues that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we well, you don't sell uh, products, but we both work with, and I will sell security solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, now if it's a piece of hardware and you're buying a physical thing, people are like, okay, I will pay money for this, you know, this, this metal box thing on my desk. Right. Um, but when it comes to software, they're usually a little like, well, what are we really getting for this? Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, like, you know, antivirus software, for instance, you Mm -hmm. can get, there are plenty of free antivirus solutions out there now. Yeah. And some of them are worth every penny. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but it's interesting. And this is one of the things that, you know, um, as I, I don't target new managed services, you know, the contracts anymore right now, I don't miss trying to have to convince people about the value of certain things mm-hmm. um you know now when i'm working as a security consultant and people come to me and say we have this problem and you know we need a solution i will examine it and i'll say okay the solution is going to be this and it is probably going to cost you this much in dollars and this much in labor and you know we need to dedicate this many ftes to the project ongoing yeah um it's a lot I, I just enjoy that a lot more than you know trying to explain to somebody why he should not be running his dental practice uh, where he is you know like you know so and so the ortho at gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know the value on things. Think about the value of this remote control software, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like when LogMeIn started, it was free. Yeah. All right, and they were just like, we're just going to give it away, mm-hmm. and they then they came out with a commercial product, and the price, as we've discussed, has been going up like through the freaking roof every year. <laughs> I, I just think you know they've just got it on a on a, a regular increase. They're like, just mm-hmm. raise the price every year, you know, just double it, just double it, just double it. Right. Um, Probably because they know that you know a number of people will just will will pay it, mm-hmm. right? Um, a number of people won't notice, and they'll probably get <laughs> mad and then forget. Yeah. So, but but think about like you know what is it really worth? What does this get you? I had a I had this discussion with a, a small client on their Dropbox subscription mm-hmm. recently, and it's seventy five dollars a month. And yeah. they're using terabytes and terabytes of cloud storage. They have it synchronized between multiple computers, and they have multiple staff members using it. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, is it worth about $2.50 per day for your few staff members to have access to all this data from any computer that you have? She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, easy. All right. I said, Okay, then, 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 will you do me a favor and just pay the last three months of the bills that you owe me for for this? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you, when you put it 
that way. Seriously, you're looking at something, you're paying literally like a couple of bucks a day. Do you get that much value out of it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now using um, our, our PSA, you know, we're using Autotask. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many, do you know, uh, how many users do you have in it right now? I Users are, uh, I've got four. User. Yeah, and I've got oh, actually, five. I, actually, I've got five. I still right. have I've got five users in my system right now, and you know it's costing me like a couple few hundred bucks a month or something. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so like ten dollars a day. Let's just round it, say ten bucks a day. Mm-hmm. Is it worth having one central place where all of you know people who are working with me on a given project log all their stuff, track everything they did, track all their time? And, you know, have a knowledge base that they can search of prior, pre, uh, previous activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, now when I get the bills, oh, geez, 300 bucks. Oh, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and likewise, I was working with a client recently and, you know, we just said we're, we're getting out of this business with you. We're, we're not hosting your, you know, like your budget, tiny little uh, cheapo website anymore for mm-hmm. a whopping $15 a month. <laughs> yeah. I was like. All right. I'm sorry if you if you if you think that the thing is you know worth like a whole fifty cents a day of value, then I just you know I, I don't want to do that anymore. So yeah, things like that have become a commodity. It's a race to the bottom that I just don't want to run anymore. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and and honestly, I would be willing to pay. Of course, just between you and me, and you know the rest of the world here, I would be willing to pay like six thousand dollars a year for for the log me in service because mm-hmm. I get I get additional services out of it. Right. But not nine hundred. I mean that's yeah. well and not not in such a big jump either. Yeah, well that's the thing too, is some of it's it's just plain rude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you what what additional value or services am I going to get this year that I didn't get the year before? Because if I had to up the price on my customers by that much money, I better have a good value reason why we're we're moving it up. Or yeah. I better have told them a year before yeah. Hey, you know, we've been losing money on you and we're going to honor this contract. But at the end of this contract, we're going to have to go up and here's why. And here's the yeah. additional stuff you're going to get that you never got before. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that there, there, there are increases. The dramatic jumps are nuts. And I, like I said, the, you have to look at the value you're getting out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but, but seriously, if you're a very small operation... Uh, you, you and you're using it every now and then it's not worth it no question mm-hmm. but if you have just you know say two techs and you're using the log me in s- service for an hour a day mm-hmm. how much time is that saving you versus having a tech go and drive across the street i mean i do business with people all over the country mm-hmm. i'm not not gonna fly over to you know to southern california to uh examine the log files on this <laughs> server right yeah no, let's do a remote control session please so, yeah but, but uh, yeah yeah well and really when you put it that way it is still work it if there was no other opportunity for remote service, ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars would—that's because it's ten thousand eight hundred dollars per year—would right. would still be worth it to me if there right. weren't 
other alternatives. <laughs> I was going to say, but at that point, you know, for, for that much of a price increase, you have to have a discussion and say, what is go to my PC going to cost me? Uh-huh. What is uh, go to assist? What are, well, who else is there now? Um, Screen Connect. Screen Connect, Bombgar, uh, <laughs> just, you know, setting up a VPN session with remote desktop to each of your clients. Uh, there's a lot of options there. Locked yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Uh-oh. What you going to do? Yep. Well, I, I'm going to find a new vendor. <laughs> I'm gonna. The market so, so where, is winning. So where did they leave that? Where did that discussion end? Uh, he he was going to get back with me with his best with his best price. Oh, okay, that's good. So, so yeah, so you're playing that game. So he has to check with the higher authority with his manager. <laughs> yeah, it's just like being at the car dealer. Well, wait yep. a minute, I got to talk to the sales manager about this one. <laughs> okay. Then he comes back and you say, "Well, I got to go talk to my wife about this one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's it. So, Bingo. Oh, I remember what I so uh, so I mentioned. I'm I come bouncing around here. So I mentioned Big John in that book. So the the thing that I was thinking was, you know, so that imaginary computer system, uh, <laughs> with with imaginary quotes around it, uh, the, it picks up on words and keys that are spoken, and the computer system assembles it and puts them in interesting categories. So, like, they found an operative because of CIA traffic with the Russian, this Russian guy that they were all putting. So I was like, I wonder if we said, like, you know, keywords, if it would ever get picked up, <laughs> you know, like oh, in the I'm podcast. Sure. I'm like, so there's a computer somewhere turning the the audio into words and then reading them in the database. And <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. There's been a lot of talk recently about um, uh, the Amazon. I, I, of course, I was going to say, I don't want to say the wake word, but I just did say it's uh, second option wake word. Yeah, the I Echo muted dot, mine. You know, with uh, Alex A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, been fun uh, stories in the news about how they've been ordering things for people. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, that's awesome. I, I love that. Uh, the stories about uh, how uh, a, a girl asked her uh, little uh, you know, Amazon device to order her a dollhouse. And supposedly a dollhouse showed up. And apparently, <laughs> I was listening to another podcaster talk about it. And um, she also ordered some cookies. <laughs> so, so I was like, because, you know, hey, if you're going to work up an appetite playing with that dollhouse. Yeah. Get some cookies, <laughs> too. Get some cookies. I thought that. <laughs> That was great. Uh, yeah. boy. But uh, I am loving my uh, my Echo Dot. Mm-hmm. So far, it it, uh, it it has not angered me anywhere nearly as much as Siri ever has. Yeah. Um, I'm eagerly hoping that they come out with the Sonos uh, integration that they mm-hmm. have promised before Sonos dies. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are now speculating that Sonos will be folding soon. I'm like, oh, no, I have a... <laughs> significant investment in Sonos hardware. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I need something to kind of keep it current. I really really want to be able to use it with my uh my Echo. Yep. There's there's an Echo. Actually, oh, that's a tap. Here's that's a tap. tap. Yeah. Yeah, so I like I I I'm assuming that the tap is uh very similar in quality with the full Echo. 
mm-hmm. I've been completely impressed with it. You, yeah. you have the you have the dot. I've got the dot. I've got the dot, but I bought, I bought my girlfriend the Echo for for Christmas, and it sounds really nice. And I'm actually really impressed at how, because I listen to Audible. So over over the holidays, I was doing working downstairs, building walls and things like that. And uh, so I would just tell it to read Audible to me, and it picked up like fast, like I'm on instantly. And so I didn't have syncing problems, and the quality was excellent, and it's got rich sound. I was like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it sounded when I heard it. I why I went to her place uh, the first time when she had unboxed it because of course it arrived after Christmas and mm-hmm. you know while I was away. But but I walked in and I listened to the music. I was like, whoa, that mm-hmm. sounds nice. <laughs> so um, it was good. But you know, I I have uh, I don't remember now. I think I bought like ten different Sonos speakers. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a bunch of them all over the place. And, um, you know, so I really do want to be able to say, Alex, um, play music on, you know, blah, 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 and not have it come out of this little hockey puck. And I also (laughs) don't want to have to buy, you know, hundreds of, of dollars or, well, you know, many, you know, different Echo devices for every room. Yeah. So, because I I like having the Sonos everywhere, I can tell it you know play this and boom I hear the same music throughout the entire place. It's great. Mm-hmm. That is so, cool. Yeah, I would like it in my bedroom to for mm-hmm. I bet my wife would really like it to be able to turn up the heat in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we were talking about that. Uh, it was the uh, last podcast or the one before about getting the remote for them. Mm-hmm. So you can buy a remote like you use it with the TV stick, but you can use a remote with the Echoes as well. Okay. So you can use a remote, you pair it with that, and then you talk to it. The thing is, though, the remotes are like 29 bucks, and when they were on sale, the Echoes were th- the Echo Dots were 39 <laughs> and now they're 49 So it's like for, for $29, I think I would spend the extra 20 bucks and get another Echo Dot. Yeah. And put it in the area so they don't have to reach over and pick up the thing that I want to talk to. Yeah. You I know, can just talk just, to it. Just yell at it. Oh. So. Well, we were talking about things that you can't, I should have bought two of, or I ended in a preposition, but whatever. Um. <laughs> Dude, you're from the South. You're so far ahead. You just don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, the, the Hughes, uh, you can't get any of the controllers right now. They're they're sold out until like July 27th. You can wow. get them. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. January 27th, not July. January. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, 2017, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's two <laughs> weeks, dude. That's nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's even before they're available. So yeah. I guess they, I guess Christmas was good to mm-hmm. Philip Hugh, Phillips Hughes division. Christmas was good for the uh, Internet of Things. Yeah, yeah, because I I really do want these in my office. Office, like when I arrive, I want to I want it to know that I'm at the office. I want Mm -hmm. both of because I've got two lights. I've got uh, two floor lamps because I don't like the fluorescent lights overhead. So I want it to know I'm here. The lights are already turned on. I walk up to my computer and I start working. And when I leave. They turn off behind me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And now I do. You you can um, you can emulate that with um, 
the iPhone, just the, the mm-hmm. app on your phone will, will track your your comings and goings. Yeah. So it will do that for you. But, um, you know, to be able to say when you want to, it's kind of nice too. you know, like mm-hmm. turn on the lights, turn off the lights. I, I, I do like that. Yeah. Uh, I love being able to give my echo, uh, voice commands and you know, it's just like, you know, get my flash briefing, play this radio station or whatnot. I just, I want it coming out of the Sonos. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. And I did mess with the, the home app while I was waiting for the dot to arrive and uh siri did a as equally good a job turning the lights off and on i guess mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well i don't think she, she she generally doesn't do that much of a good job of anything so you know when <laughs> she does good good on you there siri <laughs> yeah so i've noticed like recently um for the longest time since i've had siri i will say hey c mm-hmm. three <laughs> yeah. um open insert name of app mm-hmm. right and sometimes she just doesn't like oh i'm sorry i i don't know what you mean i don't have an, an app called ways mm-hmm. even though you know i say hey siri oh shoot i just did it sorry <laughs> yeah. <laughs> launch ways and it says opening ways Oh, there she goes. <laughs> there she goes. Just, 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 <laughs> tell Tim Cook that you... Uh, anyway. <laughs> so um, so sometimes she will open an app and sometimes she will not. Mm-hmm. And so I told a friend of mine, uh, Scott, who used to be the host of the Pocket Size podcast, where we griped about iOS on almost every episode, um, where he said uh, that he always has been saying, launch the name of the app. Uh-huh. So, hey, blah, launch uh, Safari, mm-hmm. and it'll launch. Well, now I remembered that sometimes you don't even need to do that. I just say, hey, blah, and then the name of the app. So I'll mm-hmm. say, hey, blah, Overcast, and then, boom, my podcatching app opens up. Nice. And so I do that, except sometimes it doesn't work. If I say, <laughs> hey, blah, messages, <laughs> it tells me, oh, you have some messages, Mm-hmm. Or you know, so sometimes the the behavior is a little inconsistent. So anyway. yeah. Well, and I wonder at what point will the voice will it recognize your voice and only respond to you? Uh, well, there are some things where you train it where it only responds. I think Siri at this point don't they um doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> uh, I thought that uh, with current iPhones that uh, it's it's trained to only recognize your voice. I, I haven't I mean I did I did train it but yeah. I don't know that it only recognizes my voice because I well I turned it off well it has to be unlocked for it to work for me because I was afraid right. it would start doing stuff bingo without it being me yep. so so I'll have yep. to try that yeah see get somebody so, else to say it yep give it a shot <laughs> um, well yeah I mean <laughs> have you ever had a podcast set it off? For instance, like have you been listening to the news or the TV or radio and have it set off your phone? No, no. Have you ever heard them say the words? Because well, I heard, like we'll be watching like a TV show and something that vaguely sounds like the wake command word will be said, mm-hmm. and I have to like think for a second. Wait, what just happened? Oh, <laughs> got it. You know, like. Well, I didn't. I didn't even turn that on until December because uh, until I started testing the home app. 
and in, when I started testing the dot before, I would just mash the button until Siri came on. There you so, go. <laughs> so I was I was uh, ultra conservative with that. <laughs> I was going to make a political joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Cool. I think we've got enough material to uh, throw this one in the can, don't you? I believe it. it is just about ready. Wonderful. <laughs> we'll talk more about beer next time. Yep, we'll talk about beer. And then, uh, so I'm going to do a shameless plug for our upcoming webinar. You and I oh. are in a webinar uh, February 2nd, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and it's uh, What Can You Learn from Six Successful Cybersecurity Experts? And you, Six successful cybersecurity experts. <laughs> it, it all broke down. It was so literative right up until that moment. Man. So you're on there. Well, it's it's you, me, superstars, superstar, superstar. Six successful cybersecurity superstars. <laughs> Tim Richter, Kevin Landers, Bill Wright, and Brian LaChapelle. We've got our Canadian brothers listening. Excellent. So, Canadian, and, eh? Yeah, Canadian, eh? And if you want to check it out, you go to www.securitythreats2017.com. You can sign up and be part of the webinar. Wonderful. So, I, so we'll have, I, I think we'll have Q&A and everything. It's Excellent. A, it's a round table, and I'm planning on recording it, and it will be released on our podcast. Anything I record is podcast material. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so all those private conversations and things. <laughs> You'll be uploading all of those, like Alexa. Every, everything. Oh, I just said it again. Oh, man. I'm going to be one of those podcasts that nobody listens to anymore. <laughs> this guy keeps on opening up my phone. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. The uh, Do you want to close us out? No, nah, I'll let you. I All right. Opening. All right. So, <laughs> well, we want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic, drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. And now it's time to hit the big red button. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.